the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. One of my favorite books is called The Stinky Cheese Man. It's a children's book. It's fun to read to nieces and nephews and sons and daughters. It takes every fairy tale that you know, and it kind of turns it upside down. So one of the fairy tales in it is about the really ugly duckling who grows up to be a really ugly duck. It's kind of awesome. And the person who illustrates it, this duck has like eight eyes and 40 sets of teeth and like four arms. Like he's a really ugly duck. So it's not only fun for the kid to hear, but it's also fun to see. And uh, I highly recommend it. I oftentimes try to give you investment advice that is similar. Ugly investments usually grow up to be even uglier investments. And I know some people want to own a stock that's gone from 60 to 6, and they want to own it as it goes from 6 back to 60, but that usually doesn't happen. So know that. Um, next thing I want to bring up is kids can be expensive. I'm trying to give some you know, basic advice that some people don't think about. When I first started at Cron back in 2001, 2002, there was a moment where uh, we were coming up with show ideas. And I kind of get myself into trouble. And I've, I've done a lot less of it. I've, got, I've gotten much better. But that was a time when the fires were going through the Oakland Hills. I'm like, why don't we do a special where we go buy a real estate up in the Oakland Hills? You buy the house right next to the house that's on fire because you're going to get a fire sale, so to speak. And they're like, no, 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 people will shoot you. People don't like that. I'm like, okay, how about we do, how about we go after people who have kids are poor? And, you know, I could tell you that kids love robots. And next week, kids love dinosaurs. And then kids love cars. Kids love Thomas the Train. Choo, choo. Thomas the Train is wickedly expensive. If you want to know what evil is, take a look at, at the toys being sold to kids. You buy a Thomas Train, and it's like 25 bucks for one caboose. And 
your kid's going to destroy it. <laughs> it's going to destroy your nice wooded floors, the whole process. But you love them because kids are worth it, right? Kids are a $250,000 investment. If you send them to private school, it's about a 330000 So from age 0 to 17, they ain't cheap. They've got runny noses. they got boogers. Did I say boogers? Oh, for the record, movie coming out called Cooties. It looks kind of awesome. It's about kids who become zombies <laughs> because they get the cooties during lunch break. And adults have to basically take care of them. And if there's anything sicker than that, I don't know what is. Stephen King's, you know, uh, graveyard book, uh, Pet Cemetery, where the kid comes back to life. There's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than the idea of reanimation of your own blood. Um, but Cooties kind of looks kind of funny because they're making a humorous attempt out of it. But Cooties, it's child zombies. I'm like, is that what Cooties does? Now I know. The kids are expensive. Um, and you could probably argue that a lot of people don't know what they're getting into. Um, and it could be done cheaper. And it will be done cheaper. There's a girl who quit her job on Wall Street to basically set up an app where she'll go to thrift store after thrift store after thrift store and find really good stuff and then sell it on the app. She's making $5,000 a month, and this is a concept that can scale easily. Do you know how much easy it is to save some money at a thrift store? Every Halloween costume should be bought at a thrift store. Every Halloween costume. Or you get my idea. And you're like, Rob Black goes to a thrift store? Of course not! Not me! I'd probably get cooties or something if I did that. So, I'd definitely have to wash afterwards. Um, with that said, a lot of money to be saved at a thrift store. But yeah, the girl comes up with a basic app idea of reselling, not designer clothes, but pretty close. And that's going to change investing. If you think that the day and age like Abercrombie and Fitch, that is a company that can go away. Kids don't support it today. They don't like it. France just introduced a new law or they're, they're putting together a new law that I find kind of fascinating. It's tied towards food wastage. Basically, they want people to stop wasting food, grocery stores in particular. They want them to figure out a way to give it to charity or a way to give it to livestock instead of letting it be wasted. If you take a look at how much water it takes to create food, you'd be like, I get it. I get it. Um, And I don't think France is wrong. I think they're more right than wrong as far as what they try to do socially. Maybe it's aggressive. Uh, Maybe they don't have much of a sense of humor, but I like the idea. It kills me whenever I buy meat and I let it go bad. It it destroys me. Um, Anyway, I'm not going to get into this too long. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, So kids love robots. Kids love dinosaurs. Kids love trains. And they love pizza. None of it's cheap. So um, what else do we need to talk about? I want people to get financially educated. So I do want you to take a look at websites like Wall Street Journal and Financial Times. IB Times does a really nice job. None of them are going to be a silver bullet. None of them are going to be all that you need. Um, You're going to have to diversify some of your education when it comes to money issues. Um, But I think you can do it. I kind of have faith in you. I'm trusting you. Um, Too much short-term focus is a big mistake people make. 
you have from age 20 to 60 to save money. And yes, like I said earlier, stock market had its best run from 95 to 99. And then you look at the six-year run that in 2008, 2014, 2008, 2015, and you're like, whoa, that's eerily similar. How did, two, how did 95 to 99 end? Two or three down years. So it can happen. Um, so too much short-term focus, though, is a bit of a problem because you become greedy and you become fearful. If a company is a good company, you'll be okay, <clears throat> even if they delay a product. I think everyone should have some sort of binder that has their birth certificate in it, maybe Social Security card. Put that binder in a safe, fireproof safe. Um, you want a list of your assets, your liabilities, your income, just in case you die. Here's what stinks. When my dad died many, many years ago, 20 plus years ago, I had to go through all that, all of his financial information. We had to piece it together. We had to figure out how much was in his bank account. We had to figure out how much credit card debt there was. Then we had to figure out what life insurance products were in place. As I went through his desk, I found out that he didn't sign a life insurance paper with six months left to live. He was told, you will be dead in six months, Mr. Black. You've got six months left to live. Your cancer's getting worse. He died. And with five months left, he forgot to sign an insurance paper that he had had his whole life. That all he had to do was put one more signature on it, and my mom would have got $400,000. But he was worried about God. He was worried about getting his, his head in order. Maybe making some rights from some of his wrongs. So whole life insurance, uh, I'm not crazy about it. But if you have it, let people know about it. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Zach, hello. Oh, a little thrift star. Oh, I gotcha. Macklemore. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing. Yeah. We'll take a break. Kind of weird. Many, 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 many years ago, I get into radio. This wasn't the job that I wanted. I did it. I was okay at it. Um, it's very cathartic. It just relaxes me. But um, my friends know I'm Robert. Everyone else calls me Rob, and I hate that. Like, I can instantly tell who's my friends in the world and who's not. I sign my emails, Robert. Um. So there's this weird identity thing that you get in radio that sometimes you don't really, really want. A lot of people think that the person I am on radio is the person I am at home, and that couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, but 
you know, you have to play a bit of a character. My character is Generation X, Cold Heart Truth, Tough Love, a little bit of sarcasm. I think it's kind of cliche right now to talk about Dave Letterman and how he influences you and or not, but he was really a groundbreaker in the 80s and 90s, not so much in the 2000s. Um, and I fashioned myself on that a little bit. If you compare me to other financial radio hosts, um, I'm different. Um, if you compare me to what you see on TV, I'm different. I wear jeans when I'm on TV. You can't see because they only shoot me from the hips up, but that's what I do. And it's always fun to have like a grade of group of like second or third graders come in for a tour and they're like, wow, he's wearing jeans. Um, I won't go as crazy as do the bike shorts. I could, but I won't. Um, so I have to play a little bit of a character and that kind of gets me in the mood to give you advice. Like Scrooge was an investor God. Now, you're going like, what's that even mean? If you got kids and you buy them a jumpy house, they're going to play in that jumpy house three times in the first year, two times in the second year, once in the third year, and then it's just basically mildew. But you just paid $400 for a jumpy house. Scrooge was fantastic because he didn't give away Christmas gifts. He didn't give away bonuses. He was very frugal with his money. Do you know what? He was wealthy in retirement, right? Now, I'm not saying that should be you. I'm not saying it's actually a good role model. I do have a heart, and I do take care of the people in my life. Um, but also, I'll be honest with you. Like, there's some people. I have this little thing there. I get people like a bunt cake or a bottle of wine during the holidays. There's some people that I'm not. I don't do it for anymore, and I'm actually okay with that. Um, I do think you know a professional courtesy thank you to the people you work with is always due, and that's why you do kind of get little tokens, but I don't know. Scrooge was awesome. And then the whole movie, I mean, the movie was great. The scene where Tiny Tim's dad has to work on Christmas Eve is just the best. But Papa, it's Christmas Eve. And he has to go to work, otherwise he's going to lose his job. I love that. That's like the best. Um, But then the movie gets ruined in the end when he's like, here, Tiny Tim, go buy a goose and throw his money out the window. Like, but no, no, you're going to die broke, dude. You're going to go live in a trailer in England. Do they even have trailers back then? Well, a row house or whatever, a shanty. Trying to keep people from living in a shanty. Okay, so this is how ridiculous it is to become a millionaire. How easy it is. If you're 20 years old, all you need to save is $1,000 a year until you're 60. And get 6% returns in the stock market. If you're 25 years old, suddenly it's $1,700 a year. Whoa, so in five years, it goes from 1000 to 1700 If you're 30, you need to save $2,900 a year or $250 a month. Now, keep in mind, when you're 20, that was less than $100 a month. That's like $85 a month. If you're 35, it's $5,000 a year. If you wait till 40, it's $8,700. If you wait till 45, it's 15600 Now, that's $1,300 a month. The difference between a person who's 20 at $85 a month versus somebody who's 45, $1,300 a month. That's exponential. That's ridiculous. Are you with me against me? You have to choose a side here. 
800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. And if you wait till you're 55 to try to get to a million dollars, it's going to cost you a sweet $5,000 a month. So not realistic for most people. There's a concept that I like throwing out there about credit. I know a lot of people who just don't get credit. Credit can make you a prince. Credit can make you a pauper. And the concept here is is that having a good credit score helps you get things later in life a lot cheaper. I know you're saying, but I don't want credit. Credit ruins people. No, no, no. People ruin people. They get credit and they put groceries on it. Or they get a credit card and they put a car on it. Or they get a credit card and they put you know, expensive clothes or a trip on it. And they're like, oh, I'll pay for it later. I'll get it at the end of the month. Instant gratification now. We live in an instant gratification world. So good credit gets you a car with like a 3% loan. Bad credit gets you a car with a 7 8 9% loan. You see the difference? Good credit gets you a house with a mortgage payment tied towards a 3.8% loan. Bad credit gets you a, a mortgage payment tied towards an interest rate of Six percent, and that could be a three thousand dollar payment versus a six thousand dollar payment. It's egregious. Your credit score could be improved by your payment history, amounts that you owe, the length of your credit history. Having an old credit card is a good thing to have. Your credit card's age, and sometimes you're like, "Oh, I was so pissed last year." Bank of America said, you haven't used your credit card in a while. Like, I forgot because I was using reward cards and they're like, we're closing your account. I'm like, no, 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 no. And they already did. Oh, yeah, it's no use crying about it now. But you get the idea. Um, So I basically have old credit cards. And then if I want to get a different rewards card, sometimes the rewards are really good. Like, I got $400 signing up for a rewards card if I spent $3,000 in the first three months? Sure. I'll take 400 bucks. And then when I'm on the beaches of Mexico, sipping margaritas or drinking sangria out of a boot. I know you're saying, hey, have you drank sangria out of a boot? I have. It was in a city called Sagres in Portugal. And I made the huge mistake of it's a city on a hill and you don't, there's no hotels. You just live with someone. Like someone at the train's like, hey, you want to stay in my house? I'm like, sure. So you stay in their house. And you, you see your, your house. It's a white house with a red roof. You go down, you start drinking margaritas, start drinking sangria out of a boat. You look up the hill, and every house is a white house with a red roof. You're like, I'm never going to find home tonight. Never, ever, never. If you ever get a chance to get to Sagres, oh. It's right next to a city called Lagres. Sagres is better than Lagres. It's all that in a bucket of chicken. Uh, drinking sangria out of a boat, not too shabby. I'm Rob Black.
Thanks for listening to the show. I'm Rob Black. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I wish I could play music uh, better than I can. That's a band called Temper Tramp. Uh, Temper Trap. Temper Trap. Oh, you can mess up the words there on that one pretty easily. Um, pretty cool website. If you get a chance to go to the website, it's called Temper Trap. The Temper Trap. <laughs> I'm killing myself. TheTemperTrap.com. Remember the Trapper Keeper as a kid? The most ultimate in notebooks. The Trapper Keeper 2000. Like, literally, you could unleash the forces of hell with that thing. Like, it, it had a Pandora's box in it. It was all that and more. So, Australian band formed in 2005. Temper Trap. Anyway, and anyhow, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Kind of in a rambling mode today, aren't I? Um, we were talking credit last. Uh, credit's not bad. Credit's good. Buying CDs on credit, bad. Putting vacations on credit without having the money to pay it off the moment you get back, bad. Um, kids. I've been talking a lot about kids this hour, so let me do a little bit more on that. I don't believe in giving, putting money in kids' names. I don't believe it. Um, I think you can help them, but I see people try to give their house to their kids, and they, they set up a tax situation that is, is horrific, and then they set up a social situation where they don't have a place to live. The biggest fear that you should have if you have money and you're going to give it to your kid is that they marry poorly. Um, in a lot of states, that could be a wrecker, a financial wrecker. So a lot of people with trusts will put the trust in, let's say you have a boy. I'm going to give all my money to King Cameron, Brett. So all your money goes to Brett. <clears throat> then he gets it at 18. <clears throat> Something happens to you. He gets it early kind of thing. But if you set up a trust, it doesn't all go to him when he's 18. It can go to him at 25 when he's done with college. It can go to him at 35 when he's probably starting a family. It can go to him at 55 when he's getting ready to retire. And you're going to send him on a golden retirement. I got a little uh, teary-eyed. I'm one of those guys who easily tears up. I hate that. I hate it. Um, there was an article that I read recently about a girl who just finished her thesis. And when she was 14, her mom would write what were called lunchtime letters. And if you go Google lunchtime letters, you'll find the article. And basically her mom every day at lunch would, there was a handwritten note because the mom worked and couldn't be there. So she'd write her little lunchtime letter. And um, every day the girl saved them. And the advice is just, it's preciously wonderful. You know, like um, go out and talk to a friend today. Go out and make a friend today. Even if the girl doesn't like you, Say something nice. Find something nice to say about what she's wearing or what she did in class. And like that kind of advice is golden. Um, if, people, don't, don't. if kids are making fun of you, it's because they're jealous of you. And that's so true. Very, very rarely are you usually the complete dweeb that's made out in media that people make fun of. It's usually they have a crush on you or something along those lines. Um... So I don't really believe in giving kids money. I, I believe in empowering them in different ways. 
and I believe in setting up a trust that, you know, your wealth can go to them at various stages of their life. There was a dad who got cancer, and uh, he basically wrote his kid, uh, congratulations on graduation. So he died, like, when his kid was 12. He wrote him a graduation letter, a college graduation letter, a birthday letter for every year um, up till age 30. And the kid said, once he turned, like, 31, he's like, I started missing them. Because he realized that his dad had been with him his whole life. And I thought that was, like, so cool. There's so many great things you could do as a parent that you don't take the time for. And you're like, oh, I'm going to give my kid all my money. Bad thing to do. <coughs> anyway. Um, if you're under the age of 40, and this is not specific advice, this is my advice, I don't think you need a bond fund in your 401k. I think you need stock funds because you still have 20 more years of letting it go, grow. Now, when the market has a two or three year bad period, you're going to wish that you had bonds. Right now, would I say you want to be a little more conservative after a six year run in the stock market? Sure. But that doesn't mean bonds. And again, you can do the bonds. I don't mind underperformance. I'm pretty well known to underperform at times in life. And I'm okay with that. Um, I love investment clubs because it gets people talking about money. I think uh, your kids turn 8, 9, 10. I think you should have a girls' night out. And y'all should, instead of talking books, what did you think about the book that Hillary Clinton wrote? No, I think you should get together and talk about money. Talk about stocks. Um. Have a bottle of wine, maybe two bottles of wine. Come home happy. But I told you that I did an investment club in Santa Rosa. And it was a long drive for me. And uh, what I loved about it was it was kind of a lot of um, well-to-do moms. And uh, there was a couple older older women, and I loved the older women. Not, no, 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 I'm not going to like there. I'm not going to like some sort of weird website, roblovesolderwomen.com. I'm not going there. That is not appropriate behavior, okay? Okay, Mr. Mackey. You're right. Um, okay. So this older woman, she was cranky. Everyone was like, oh, good God, let's have a little little pig in a blanket. And she was just cranky. And uh, she was the best person to know there because everyone loved stocks. And this was like during the dot-com boom. And she was the one that didn't trust dot-coms. And that's the good friend to have, the person who doesn't necessarily agree with you. There's a good book out there that I like to read called The Death of Competition. It teaches you how to look at businesses as ecologies. And if you were to look at Apple's business model, you keep hearing about, you know, the ecology. The software, the iTunes, the apps, the TVs, it's all the software kind of works together. So they're creating their own forest, and they are the biggest animal in that forest. But they're they're creating the plants that they like, so to speak. Very rarely do companies get to do that. Um, so the death competition, you get a chance to pick it up on Amazon or something like that. It's a white book. It's half white, half red. Yeah, that helps you. Um, I think you'd find investors that you dig and grasp. Um, and I think you should stick with them. Warren Buffett's a classic example. He's a guy who likes cash flow. I don't like everything that he likes. He'll buy an Israeli steel company. I 
don't know any Israeli iron companies. I, I don't know them. I just don't know them. I don't know what currency they use. I can find Israel on a map. I don't know about how much precious materials they can get, the commodities to make the ore, to make the iron. I, I, I don't know. But I know cash flow. And that's one of the things Warren Buffett does well. He buys a lot of companies that are very different. Dairy Queen is all about cash flow. Coca-Cola is all about cash flow. Now, it just so happens to be that Coca-Cola also rots your teeth and makes you diabetic and kills you. But the cash flow is good. And all he cares about is the cash flow. Cash flow can do a lot of things. Cash flow can service debt. Cash flow can buy back shares. Cash flow can increase dividends. I've often said that investing is not fun. It's not sexy. I would so much rather be on a Mexican beach than to be talking about money and investing. But I do it because when I do get to a Mexican beach, I, I try to enjoy it. A lot easier when you're younger, trust me. When you get older, there's more problems. As Dave Letterman once said, if you jump in front of a mirror and things are still moving after 30 seconds, you probably shouldn't go to the beach. And that's pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. I look at investing as, it's not fun, but it's a lot like a distance race, a six-miler. You have to take it slow and incremental. You have to look at it as mile post, half mile, mile, mile and a half, two miles, two and a half, three. You have to have a pace. If you try to run a six-mile race with a sprint, you ain't going to do it. And yeah, you're going to outperform your sprint, but then you're going to underperform all the other runners when you're trying to catch your breath. So try to get, you know, that you've got a timetable. I don't want to work 20 more years, but I certainly want to invest 20 more years before I start pulling money out. Living off that, per se. The secret to getting 20%, someone sent me an email like, uh, he's looking at some, some debt that bridge financing that went, he's going to get 10% on his money. Good luck with that. That was 12%. And essentially... If you can get 12% with no risk, you would be crazy not to sell everything you own and get put it into that. You can't get 12% without with no risk. Any Anything over 3 to 4% as far as income goes, it's going to be problematic, and it's going to cause you risk factors to really escalate higher. So 12% returns are way more exponentially riskier than 3 to 4%. So, And you have to know that. I have a thing with the killers. I don't know what it's about, all about. It's not telling me the news of the day, that's for sure. Take a break here. Be right back. It's Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com.
one of the biggest mistakes people make, and I guess it, it really does come down to, and maybe I'm just putting this in articulate form today, people make mistakes when it comes to money. It's, if you just do things normal, you're going to be taken care of. If you just put your money in an S&P 500, you're going to be okay. You may have too much risk tied towards U.S. stocks and not enough exposure to foreign markets, which, hey, believe it or not, there's economies outside of the United States. Um, sometimes we get a little bit too focused on them. But if you just do things right, you're, you're going to be okay. If you get term life insurance, which covers the term that you need your insurance in case something happens to you, you don't get caught in expensive whole life or variable life, you're okay. If you stay away from insurance products like annuities and don't confuse insurance with investments. Insurance is insurance. You insure what you can't afford to lose. The biggest mistake I see people, well, one of the biggest mistakes, they get out of a job, they take their 401k, they hear a slicky guy named Ray say, hey, everybody should buy annuities. Shake my hand. Shake my hand. And, uh, you know, oh, he's slippery. And they give him, you know, their 401k money, and he converts it into an annuity. Annuities are bad. Bad, bad, bad. Most people don't need them. Now, if you could find an annuity that is a low cost with no management fees, that's okay for maybe 10, 15% of your income in retirement, but that's it. I... I find people make way big mistakes. They use an insurance person to do investments. Big, 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 big mistake. If the company is with FINRA, you're in trouble. Um, and it never hurts. If someone's trying to sell you annuity, go punch their name in at FINRA and see what the legal ramifications have been in their career. I know one guy who pushes annuities that he's been fined well over $3 million by FINRA. Wait. Don't you love game shows where people mess up? Oh, the, the, the precious one was recently when the price is right messed up. One of the prizes they gave to the winner, person got the right prize, was in a wheelchair, wheeled up onto the stage, and one of the prizes was a treadmill. You could just imagine the producers were desperately trying to grab the treadmill and drag it off, straight off stage before the curtains opened. Anyhow, we all make mistakes. Um, there's a couple, you know, easy things to say, and if you could write some of these down for you, it would be great. I wrote them down for me. Like, I don't fight the market. I'm in the market. I'm going to be in the market for another 20 plus years. I'll probably be in the market the day I die. So let's say 40 plus years, optimistically. Uh, there's things that you could look at, like buy sector leaders, buy best of breed. You know, it always kills me when... You have in front of you the ability to buy shares of Apple. And instead, you're like, no, I think I'm going to buy this little BlackBerry company. Good luck to you. Um, I'd prefer you buy index funds instead of individual stocks. If you're going to buy individual stocks, you need to look at quarter to quarter margins, valuations, growth, top and bottom lines, revenue and earnings, that means. Um... But margin improvement's really important. And if it's a big company, it's critically important because Intel and Apple can sell 42 million whatevers. But for them to make more money, the margins have to go from 4% to 
to 5%, and they make a lot more money selling 42%, 42 million whatevers. Margins are important, and if you don't have time to look at them, I don't think you should play the game. Um, so write down things that, that you know, you're looking for. Don't let greed or fear ever get the better of you. If you bought a great company, if you bought a great index, the market goes down, that doesn't mean you're wrong. Hopefully you have more money available to you so you can buy more of it. Um, if a stock does everything you wanted it to, consider letting some of it go. There's no harm in that. Some people just can't sell that winner, and some people just can't sell that loser. One of the better things I ever did once, um, I remember our, I told you this story. One of the biggest mistakes I ever made as an investor was a company called Cryo Medical Sciences. They basically did this thing where they freeze cancers, and then it's easier to get out of your body that way or something like that. Something stupid, right? So I bought it at 2 bucks, and then it went to like 5 bucks. I didn't sell it. I should have. I should have sold part of it. Their first orders were fantastic. The second orders from doctors, not so good. Doctors were willing to try the procedure. They weren't willing to do it a second time. It wasn't, as effe- it wasn't effective from the results they saw in the first one. It's like that little blue pill, Viagra. Doctors gave it to patients once, but then they gave it to them a second time. It was the most second refill prescribed pill of all time. Doctors trusted it. Patients loved it, I guess. I don't know. I have to watch what I say here because anytime you talk about erectile dysfunction, it just makes some people uncomfortable, especially when you're tied towards stock. So anyway, so I had a stock anyway. that – What? Anyway. Anyway. Are you making fun of uh, – say the word anyway a lot? Because I will come through that glass and punch you. Punch you right in your baby maker. Um, okay. So car medical alliances went from two to five, and then it went from five down to like two cents. And every month you get that statement where it's like 10 cents, 15 cents, two cents. You're like, oh, it's killing me. Psychologically, it's sometimes better just to lose the loser. That goes for women with men in your life. Lose that loser. It goes for men that stock in your life. Lose that loser. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, more. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.